Hello again, welcome back to Tuna Boot. Just a quick shot. This is part two of our tuning out of Tuna Boot, where we've said some incoherent things and I'm going to edit it together and potentially comment under it. I've no recollection of this episode whatsoever. We're going in strong. We start with a song again. Let's see what happens. Good luck. All the best. There's more energy than the last one from the sounds of it. So let's see what happens. drinking a beer even if you're driving i don't give a shit can you peek through all that can you do it again please uh, can you, right this is the podcast in which you cannot listen to it unless you're drinking a beer so please drink a beer if you're not drinking a beer get a drink beer i don't care if you're fucking driver get a fucking beer you, you look like uh, an american get a fucking beer i don't give a fuck that's how you podcast i hope i never Someone on the wrong side of you. Down to go, Ebony and Ivory live together in perfect harmony. Side by side of my cross stitch. Seaboard, Olaf, why don't we just drink a beer? Uh, Jim and Ivory live together in perfect Massachusetts. Side by side on my piano. No, it's a keyboard. Oh, Lord, why can't we? Pizza. If we ever make it, the copyright police are coming. Yeah. The copyright police, the copyright police, the copyright police, the copyright police, the copyright police are coming. The copyright police, the copyright police, the copyright police are coming. The copyright police, the copyright police, the copyright police are coming. You're gonna need a beer to get through this shit. Alright, lads, shall we get on with the podcast? Alright, what are you talking about? What the fuck am I talking about? I'll tell you what the fuck I'm talking about. Fucking rascal. What's happened at this point is we've tried to record five episodes. I think we may have three and four at a push. Mm-hmm. And we're all a little bit steamed. We vetoed. We vetoed tonight. We vetoed tonight in it's quite a hard tonight. way. Yeah. But we're going to pass you over to Jim for a sponsor and for our album recommendation. So, Jim, take it away. It's an exciting one, lads. Ebony and Jimmery live together in perfect jealousy. Side by side on my piano, keyboard, Jimmer, tell me. 
why don't we this week? Oh, this is an exciting one, boys. I've been buzzing to tell you about this one. Oh, I bet you can't wait. Fizzing. Fizzing? Fizz me all up, boy. On a molecular level to tell you this. We've been sponsored <clears throat> by Fast X. No, what? no way, Evan. Yeah. <laughs> Fast <laughs> and Furious 10, the 10th in the franchise. We are sponsored by it as we speak. What, Vinny? Vinny himself? Bama comes first, then it's Judah Boot. When me and Ali went to see, we went to see the new Ant Man film. And the Fast and, and Furious trailer. It was it was good. Um I'll I'll speak to you about it later. Um we the fast and the fast X trailer came on and I just had my fingers up to count how many times he said family during the trailer. Five mm. in a minute. <laughs> if that tells you what's about to happen, I was so happy. I was so happy. I was like, I was just looking at Ali, putting my fingers up, going, ah, there you go. Oh, that's it. Ah, he did it again. <laughs> and it was all Vin Diesel. Nobody else says family. Mm-hmm. But Vin, Vinny. How have you managed to score us as a sponsor? Well, to be honest with you, I didn't actually put any effort in. The guys there at Universal got in touch with us. No. And they said, listen, this is... I mean, it's got to be the most successful franchise that's gotten to double figures based solely on the power of Cars family and Vin Diesel's fucking head. <laughs> Nobody could have predicted this. No. They, 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 got, they got in touch and said, listen, we've reached all the fucking areas of the world. You know what I mean? We've, we've, mm-hmm. got, we've got global appeal because Vin Diesel is incomprehensible in English. So he's international. <laughs> As is all his he's, 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 he's unpunchable. He's undriveoutable. And so is him and his, his fast family. He's quite linguistic in but fucking Mandarin. The one, the one portion of the population, the paying population that he has not managed to hit, are the 12 listeners we get. And they do not want to miss out on that. And so they reached out to us very very kindly and said, could you please promote Fast 10? So I'm not sure exactly at this point when it comes out. Maybe by the time this comes out, it might be closer to be coming out. Well, it will be closer because that's how time works. (laughs) It's linear. Um, Well, you know, there's there's an argument that time is a flat circle. But in in advertising sense, it's linear. So it's going to be coming out eventually. And that's where you come in. Go see the film, or fuck off. <laughs> and I've got some facts for you here. Yeah, please. Fast facts. Fast facts. Just to dispel any rumours, we are absolutely not sponsored by Fast X. No matter what that filthy lies come out of Jim's mouth. Fast and Furious 10 has a budget of $340 million. Now, to put that in perspective, the first film that came out in 2001 mm-hmm. cost $38 million. I mean, so this I was, film... I more by that. Yes, I know it is quite a lot. But <laughs> the tent in the franchise is $300 million more expensive than the first film that came out. So think about that. It's Say what you want about it artistically. You know, or, en- or, en- 
coherently. <laughs> Even Carly, which isn't a word, but it's a noun. But it's a adjective in this sense. Say, say what about it you will, and even more coherently, if can, possible. <laughs> We've got Charlie D from Always Sunny on the podcast. Say what you want about that, but the fact that that little fucking franchise that could, yeah, 10 films later, 300 yeah. million yeah, dollars more expensive, and they're going to claim that back three, four, five times as much. Yeah. Easy. It's insane. And we will all we will put our tenor each into the mix for that one. Well no, we don't have to we don't have to pay, we're getting we're getting comps. Yeah. And I can offer a very, very, very attractive incentive. Oh go for it. If you subscribe to the podcast and you can prove you you do, you will get a a special VR code. Now if you go on to fastandfurious.com forwards what did I say? VR QR code. Yeah, thank you for that. QR code <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's important actually. By the way, there's, there's no such thing as a VR code. I don't think QR code. Thanks, Fado. You're welcome. <laughs> now, if you subscribe to Tuna Boot and you can prove you can, you go on to fastandfurious.com forward slash X. There will be a link. You press that link for free cinema tickets slash experience brackets Vin Diesel slash head. Right? You go on there. <laughs> you will be sent a V. Q- QR code, <laughs> scan that, you get tickets to the premiere, whatever city you're in. Whatever city you're in. Whatever. Not a sentence worth whatever. saying. Whatever. <laughs> Whichever, I would say. Whichever city you're in. I go whatever. Whenever city you're in, <laughs> there's going to be premieres all around the world, right? You get yourself there to the, that main multiplex. Vin Diesel will be there. You get to lick his Bald. Now, I I do know someone who works in Bruhemia in Edinburgh. When does he work there? No, uh, we, no, I mean, where does he work there? Well, they, because it could be a he, she, or uh, it's a friend of the podcast. You, his partner. Right, so I say she he. works there. She, well, that's a she. And uh, she had to do the one of the parties for Fast and Furious Nine. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm. had to look after Vin Diesel. And apparently, the fella asked for, um, he was raging that he couldn't smoke in the building. So they had to put out some cones and give him his own private smoking area. Why did you never tell us this? Well, because it never came up. We talk about Vin Diesel all the time. It's all we talk about. (laughs) I I, I saw the filming for it. Vin and the Diesel. Mm. I remember seeing the film. I remember yeah. walking down from uh, the bridges and looking at two people jumping off of uh, big mm, fucking yeah, things. You, you saw the good bit. I saw the bit that was down. You know, Blackpool and Orkaleep. What did did you just see two people talking? No, <laughs> well, no, well, there's a bomb man there. That no, must no, be no, good. I, I saw. Um, I was about to say Keith Lemon. Vin Diesel's. Keith uh, <laughs> I saw Vin Diesel's. Yeah. The right, okay, scene right, of right. Vin Diesel and Keith Lemon. Right, sorry, let's uh, interrupt. You mistook, or you weren't sure of the difference between Italy and Japan earlier. <laughs> now you've not, you're not sure whether or not it was Keith Lemon or Vin Diesel. No, I, I just said the wrong words. I know Damn Vin it. Diesel, but I also know that it was Vin Diesel's stunt double. Right, I'm not going to lie, this all goes on a little bit too long. It's a lot of incoherent babbling, and I couldn't make heads nor tails of it, so I've cut a bunch and uh, p- pushed us forward a couple of minutes. 
No, no, let's come back to that. What's your album recommendation? Let's get that out of the way first. Okay, right, well, it's not an album recommendation. It's a film recommendation. Well, that flies in the face of it. Well, nice. Go for it. Well, you know, uh, I was going to do If it. it's not Fast and the Furious 9, I'm not... I'm not I mean, it does seem weird to now... <laughs> I'm about to uh, recommend what could be considered the exact opposite of Fast <laughs> It is the film Let the Right One In. From mm, 2008, okay. Swedish okay. film, yeah. the original. Yeah, uh, it's one of the most beautiful, incredible, fantastic things I've ever seen. I was completely fucking blown away by it. I've got the DVD there, so if one of you guys want to borrow it, more yes. than welcome to. Um, it's a van. It's a movie about a girl that's a vampire, but don't worry, it's not scary. It's to to try and describe it would do it a service, so I would just recommend watching it. it it's I've I was sitting there watching it. And I had that feeling that I hadn't had in a very long time, which was that feeling of, fuck, I'm watching one of my favourite movies of all time mm-hmm. for the first time. And I haven't had that in years. That's very fucking exciting. Yeah. I used to get it all the time. Because obviously, the less films you've seen, the less of your favourite films you've seen. Yeah. Mm. Which obviously makes sense. Yeah. But like, I used to get that all the time also when I was a teenager because I was just binging on films. But... I haven't had it for a long time, but honestly, it floored me. My brother actually phoned me, and I, I looked to see how long it was left. I was like, right, I'm going to have to call you back in half an hour. So, so for, for the podcast, it's not scary? It's not scary, no. It's it's more, kind of, it's more it, it plays more like an indie love story between these two kids. Yes, right. Like, so, for, for the podcast, I mean Lou. Mm. I can watch that and then chuck it onto our list. Yeah, nothing that, we, we, we played the first, like, 15 minutes of... Last of Us. Last of Us, and there's nothing to scary to that. Fantastic. And even that's not particularly scary, just harrowing. But it's not even harrowing, it's just, it's gorgeous, it's weird, it's funny. I'm very excited that there's something that's made you that excited. Yeah. Mm. It was, um, yeah, incredible. So that's that's my recommendation for, for this week. I don't know why. Well, you know. Now, I'm excited more so for the fact that we're going to have a... Uh, Season seven will be tuna boot and a movie. Mm-hmm. Then season eight will be something. Season nine will be two tuna two boot, and season <laughs> ten will be tuna X. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's I what, promise it, to you, listeners. Now that's what we're going on. In which we only talk about Vin Diesel. That's yeah, yeah. always talk about. It. <laughs> that's, and I, I mean, I, as you know, dear listeners who have stuck with us through thick and thin. We very rarely talk about anything that isn't Vin Diesel, mm. or Vin Diesel or Jason. Yeah, so we're gonna we're or gonna Finn really Jason. we're gonna take we're gonna or take Vin G- Vin Diesel, a, a, a Jason, and we're gonna realign, and we're gonna go to Vin Diesel, full power, and eventually, Vin Diesel, and Kevin James will team up in a buddy comedy, yeah. or, ha- or have a child, or kill each other. To the debt. I would be up for any of those scenarios. Paul Blart fast cop. <laughs> Cuban. <laughs> Paul Blart fast cop too. Cuban. <laughs> Cuban. Ooh, ooh, Vin, I'm just. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I've dropped all my fried chicken. No, I mean. Listen to like the the new the new fashion. <laughs> I'm, gonna... I'm like that cut the police academy. They all did sounds. <laughs> all the voices. We're gonna start off Ooh. this. As Michael Winslow's his name. Sorry, as a topic. 
as a talk about we're gonna we're gonna do it and uh liam yeah he's got two fingers up what are you doing uh, so, so, so what i'm thinking about for the the, the crossover right yeah. K- kj i don't think paul i don't think the actual name of paul Burke will mix into it it'll yeah. feel too weird but he's playing basically the same bumbling kind of guy he's not a mole cop but he's a security guard in a one of those what were you saying car parks what were you saying in one of those spiral car park kind of things yeah yeah, 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 yeah. like an ncp in 2014 it was announced that keen peel would make the police academy remake they've not done it (gasps) how good a fucking remake would that have been fast academy mall Furious Cop. <laughs> Fast yeah. Academy, more Furious Cop. Fast Academy, comma, more Furious Cop. So, after after, <laughs> he, after hearing about them not making that, yeah. because they, they've said they were going to make it and not make it, I then recently found out, and I've sent this to Google, I don't know if I've sent this to you, I, I might have sent it in the tune the chat, to be honest. Steven Spielberg. We both probably didn't look at it either way. You definitely, you definitely replied to it. Uh, you sent something about it, yeah, but I didn't realise what yeah. you were referencing. Remember the um, the Lost Movies episode we did? Yes, yes, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, Giraffe yeah. and a Horseback Salad. Yeah, yeah. that, that, that yeah. episode, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Stanley Kubrick Napoleon epic that he was going to make. Mm. Steven Spielberg has turned that into a series. Mm. And he's taken uh, Stanley Kubrick's wow. work. That's right. I see. How fucking exciting is that? Yeah. Well, Spielberg is probably the the guy to take down something Kubrick was wrestling with. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's too vitriolic to say, is it? What do you think though? Like, because I've not seen the Fablemans yet, but I've watched the trailer. Mm -hmm. I've I've heard people say that as one of the best things about in recent years. Okay, because I watched the trailer, and I went, "This looks total. This looks dog shit." Mm-hmm. I yeah. could not give a shit about it. Mm-hmm. It looks like like self congratulatory shite, <laughs> and it really does. And I, I, I will like it's it. It didn't last in cinemas. By yeah. the time I went, oh, I might go and see it. It fucking it was away. Yeah. Um. So I don't know, like Spielberg back in you know the seventies, eighties when he did Jaws, Jurassic well, Park, he was ET. All these, he, I mean, he's got, he's done well. I mean, early two thousands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's done well. He's done a good job. Since then, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I love Catch you if you can. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would like to say like the self congratulatory kind of vibe that's coming off of the older filmmakers, right? As a reaction to the Marvel stuff, maybe. Don't know. Um, just the people who are more into themselves, like Quirks Three. Obviously, you've said is still not seen it, so but you guys have said bollocks. Yeah, it's very self congratulatory. But Steven Spielberg doing that with the Fablemans. If you has anyone seen it here? No, but no. that might be more redeemable than something like Quirks Three, which yeah. was. Well, I, can, I can assure you, yeah, but well, it has but, to be. But, but what, what I'm saying is maybe like. It seems like that just from watching a trailer and stuff like that, but the Fablemans I've heard is fucking amazing. Yeah, no, and that's entirely, I've judged it entirely on the trailer. I've watched the trailer in the cinema and went, I'm not watching it. 
Yeah, no, I, I will. I'll, I'll go and see cocaine there. But I won't <laughs> see that. No, I will say that I'm 50% in your camp because I, I do get exactly where you're coming from. But at the same time, it's it, like Spielberg is basically the Beatles mm-hmm. of films, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what Absolutely. I mean? So, like, no one else has operated on that level for that amount of time. Yeah. Like, he could have, a, like, you know, Beatles did it a fit over, I suppose, it's six years, seven years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Spielberg stuff. Say he had 20 years of just, like, he had this, he had absolute shite in between, but, like, he, you know, dominated for 20 years, created the blockbuster, essentially, right? Yeah. Obviously, can't, like, none of us are sitting here telling yeah. you can take it away from him. But, like, he's operated at the highest echelons for so long, and it's been, if you ask anyone, like, you know, like, um, Family Fortune style, ask 100 people, name a director, he's going to be at the top, you know, because yeah, that's, that's the yeah. name, you know what I mean? So, when you're operating it at that level, I don't care who the fuck you are, if you've operated at, at that level for that length of time and re-change, like, change the face of the thing you love, it's going to affect you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, if he says, right, I want to tell the story of my father, but then it's, at the same time, what you have to think is that if any other filmmaker wanted to do that, like, say, for instance, I'm blanking on his name. What's the cunt that did um, <coughs> School of Rock? What's his name? In Boyhood. Mike White. R- Richard Linklater, right? Yeah. If Richard Linklater wanted to do that, which he essentially has done, but, like, mm-hmm. say if he said, right, I want to make a film about my childhood. Actually, that doesn't make sense, does it? Because he made Boyhood. But you get what I mean? Like, someone wanted to mm-hmm. recreate their childhood. Boyhood, the one that went through the years. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So well, someone like him does that, right? Yeah. And it's like it doesn't seem as wanky, as wanky and as grandiose, because not everyone knows who Richard Linklater is. But he's using his experience and doing mm-hmm. it in a cinematic way, right? Which is great. But then you get someone like Steven Spielberg, who's a household name. Everyone, even people who don't like films, know who he is. Yeah. And if he wants to go and tell that story. Yeah. He's only got a global stage in which to do it on. So it's going to seem initially, it's going to seem wanky and indulgent regardless. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you kind of, I think you have to kind of think about it through that lens. Although saying yeah, that, absolutely right. although saying that, I haven't seen the film. Yeah. So, I, so I don't know if, if what angle he took it from. But I, I, really... I, th- I think that Steven Spielberg, as I said, I've only heard good things. I think that regardless of whether or not it's wanky, that is a movie that people are going to look back on and be like, that was such an interesting like take on someone's life who's been in public eye, who's done all this shit, to, to be able to see what he thought his upbringing was like. Honestly, this bit goes on for another, I think I've cut about 14 minutes out of this, so I'm going to summarise. Basically, we like, we like Spielberg, uh, but none of us have seen the movie and I'm not sure it's going to be any good. That's what you got with about 10 minutes of repeating that. We then go on to chat about books that Liam's read and go on to some sort of adaptation stuff. Uh, At some point, Jim asks Liam to slap him. Then there's some animosity post-slap. And then we get back in the room. At the moment, we're speaking about Perks of Being a Wallflower. And what you're about to listen to is us boys taking on. And when I say us boys, I mean me jabbering as the one who sounds the drunkest, I reckon. Jabbling, jabbling, jabbling on about the education system. What were you speaking about, Liam? Such a weird evening. 
What are we speaking I've about? I've still got a mic fucked up. I feel, I, feel, I feel like we're kind of like letting loose a lot of pent-up, like, yeah. shite that has made... Alright, what's annoyed you about Dougal? Look at him. He's daft. Face, face, hair, attitude, legs. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you could see three of those things, but one of them, you couldn't. I can see it, though. Yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> fucking look at Dougal, <laughs> um, I love you. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Uh, so what I was saying is, parts of being welfare, no, parts of being welfare should be taught in schools. Yeah, it touches on so many things like racism, homophobia, uh, abuse, all that kind of stuff, and it's written so simply, and it's written in little letters rather than chapters. And I think it was one of the easiest books I've ever had to read. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why you wouldn't teach that to people in high school because it's written yeah. from someone in a position where they are in high school. Yeah. Well, it's written with someone in a position in high school and it's written with a very strong sort of message about mental health. I think that's something that entirely that high school sort of syllabi misses the fucking point. Because mm. they teach people, oh, you shouldn't be sad. And oh, you should think about these things. No, you should think about that. Well, don't worry about that. Like we're we're here, mm-hmm. we're here, and you've got a bunch of, you know, um, and I've I've got a lot of time. I've got a lot of friends who are teachers. I've got a lot of time for people who are teachers. Got who a lot are of friends. Teachers, but at the same time, thank you. But <laughs> <laughs> at the same time, like having something that, as a high schooler, you're not fucking like getting relayed to by an adult you're just reading and going shit that's me yeah is gonna mean a lot more than like it's if, if any of us i fucking taught high school like if any of us turn to them and go i dealt with the same things they go <laughs> yeah you did yeah and you then yeah you know 10 years later the high schoolers go oh they did they did deal with the same thing <laughs> at the point you're not gonna fucking listen to an adult Absolutely. Like, give them something, give them a book, give them something, and you know, one out of ten is gonna actually engage with that. Yeah. But the one out of ten is gonna make a massive difference compared mm. to the, you know, none out of ten that's gonna engage with Macbeth. Yeah. <laughs> like, or like the cone gatherer, the fucking <laughs> catcher in the rye, or something like that, because they'll all go, oh, it's old. I don't care. there's the one that like i actually think was very very similar to very very similar to uh personally welfare and it was like a purple book Mm. and it was all about her committing suicide in it Mm. and i was just like virgin suicide was not virgin suicide no jeffrey eugenite's great book (laughs) but i feel like it was it was tackling the same kind of stuff but not what i could relate to as a high schooler um, I I feel like stuff like First Me Warfare and um, maybe not Thirteen Reasons Why because it's so fucking graphic. Mm. I did well. I've I've not read the book that it's based on, but the TV show. I feel like that was too stylized for teaching people yeah. about that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think that's um one of the best because I think coming of age stories are really important. And they're, you know, they're a great means for whoever's going to read them to actually come out the other side and go, oh, I'm not that different or whatever. Because I think when you get to your 
you know, when you get to a point where you've met enough people in life, mm-hmm. I think that's more it than whatever age you get to. You meet enough people in life and you suddenly realise, oh, I'm not actually that unique. <laughs> like, not that you're not unique, but you just realise that everyone does actually go through the same shit at some yeah. point. And we all, we've all had to be there. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's certain common age groups that do sort of give that first step for you to realise that, so that when yeah. you're an angsty, you know, 16 to 21 year old, you can almost open up the world a little bit. And when you come a bit older, 25, 28, 30, whatever, you go, oh yeah, actually, yeah, no, yeah. like we we all went through that. No, I think Submarine by Joe Dunthorne does quite a good job of that. And I think the uh, is that like, a book, by the way? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, I need to it is. Honest. It is one of the best. I remember specifically, and um, I was in college at the time, mm-hmm. and I was reading the book, and uh, I was coming in from my dad who used to stay in Balmedy, getting Balmedy into town, and I just remember looking up, and it was his uh, the scene where the main character loses his virginity. Mm-hmm. I remember looking up from the book after reading that chapter and going. I'm in Union Square. I'm fucking miles away from college again. <laughs> like I'd went entirely past college just because I was laughing. I thought it was hilarious. It was brilliantly written, mm. and it was kind of realistic as well. Like that's yeah. that's what you need. But we all we all operate on a system that we are the only ones who's ever felt what we're feeling at the time, mm. and it takes. A long time. It takes a long time. The not we're not there yet. You know, we're in our late twenties at this point. Yeah, we still don't realize that everyone has felt what we felt at some point, and we're not actually uniquely feeling what we're feeling. We're all doing just another stage in the human existence thing. Yeah, absolutely. And when you can get to that point, I imagine that you can just accept that we all feel that way a bit sometimes that can be extremely comforting. And I think coming of age can help a lot of the way because we're in a point just now. So again, here we're bad at getting to the point we're making the same points about everything that we've been speaking about. So there's no point in keeping it in. I'm going to move on and get this episode done and out as soon as we can. So next thing that we jump on to, uh, went on about Parks and Rec for just a bit too long and start arguing about the character of Mark Brandanowitz from the first couple of seasons, and now he's going nowhere. And uh, we all agree, but uh, say our agreements in such a way that we disagree. However, instead of the usual shouting over each other, none of it's actually interesting. We cut back in about this time. Um, uh, are mushrooms your favourite fungus, or are they top five? Uh, no, trees. Uh, shall, we, shall we end this? this well, I think been... you should put the bullet in the head of this one. I have no idea how we wound up arguing about Parks and Rec. I'm not arguing. I, I just, I just don't think that you can, you can say that a character is dead. I think there's always something you can do with the character, and you can always bring them back, and you can always move them forward. Yeah, but I think there was not much to him to begin. With. I think, I think but they, they wrote themselves into a corner. Well, that's them. the problem. That's the, that's exactly the point I'm making. Is they didn't put much into him. Yeah. They made a mistake. Yeah, initially yeah, when they were yeah, creating the characters, yeah, yeah. and it they entirely wrote themselves into a corner. Yeah. No one's arguing with anyone. Yeah, yeah, we all agree. They made the best decision, made yeah. the show better. Absolutely. Ah, dumb Scott. Ah, dumb Scott. Ah, dumb Scott.
Right, there's a reason why Becky has a Ben Wyatt Funko Pop next to her bed. Alright, so now um, Liam asked me to beep over the next bit because there's a couple of... They speak about the Ben Wyatt Funko Pop and them doing something over it. So I'm going to try and live beep it, uh, listening to it, which you're about to hear. Yeah, it's... This is the last bit of this episode. There's no nothing else really to keep. It's all mad. It's poorly edited together, and we'll be back next week with more. All right, here we go. Because I came out. Beep. Get out that, cut, cut that. Cut that. What do you want me to do again? Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why Liam came on Beep. my Beep. Ben Wyatt Funko Pop up there. Because I wanked him off in front of Beep. him. Beep! <laughs> There's a reason why Ben Wyatt sucked Beep. me off in front of Liam. Beep! <laughs> That's because Dougal asked us to. Beep! No, listen. Ben You're Wyatt paid on. us to Beep. do a three-way suck-off, realised it couldn't happen, and he fucked me in the ass. No, that's not what I played tennis with Ben Wyatt. And, and Kevin James came in our face. <laughs> beat. <laughs> Can you do so beats over all of that? No, that would be amazing. Two personal <laughs> characters <laughs> to come with each other, come on each other, and wank off each other. And we did all of them. But no, okay, let me do the real thing, right? There's a reason why. Hey, no, 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 what? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Right, there's a reason come. Why... <laughs> there's a reason why come. No. There's a reason why Becky has a Ben White Funko Pop next to her bed, and that is because when Ben White gets sent to Washington, right, and he's working with all those guys, and he's trying to ingratiate himself, ingratiate himself with the team, and they're not having it, right? <laughs> he orders pizza, and he goes, "Look, oh, guys, pizza! That's right, pizza party on me." And then the guy that's supposed to be doing work for him that isn't doing it, he's trying to get him motivated. And he goes, Ellis, what up, my male? Grab a pint and grab what slices are. What, you play Ultimate? We should play Ultimate tomorrow morning in the park. All right, listen up, pizza lovers. Tomorrow morning in the park. <laughs> ultimate Frisbee. Be there. And then he just... Slows down and goes, let's do it to it, my dudes. And we watched it. And I love that, by the way. There's a part that you know that bit. We watched, I know that bit, even though I got it wrong quite badly there. I we know that bit because we rewind it about a hundred times. And I still, like, sometimes Becky will just come in for work and I'll just have it ready and play him. <laughs> he just does this do it to it my dudes so if you, if you ever hear me say do it to it my dudes uh, Becky's had a shite day horrible thing she's messaged you you're just waiting <laughs> just, she's, she's been with it paused she's been dealing with out. horse carcasses she's covered in blood she's fucking had a horrible day and that isn't a joke that her job does involve that she comes working in working in the Tesco burgers it's just <laughs> satire from 10 years ago Right. <laughs> Sorry, that's a But yeah, she Cheers. comes in like s- screaming of pig fat. <laughs> she comes in screaming a pig fat. Yes. 
Let's do it, do it, do it. By the time this episode comes out, you will be married. <laughs> well, the women screaming at Big she, Fat. She comes in and just like, I've got a choice. Either kill this dog or don't. And then you hit it and just like, do it to it, my dudes. <laughs> From our soul to breakfast, it's ripped in half. <laughs> and then I'm going to brand Dana went to this cunt. And what's going to happen? No, I'm going to black put in that cunt. <laughs> Get a black pin neck on. What do you think I bought that mincer for? Show. <laughs> Hello. It's gonna be the shortest episode ever. I mean, I mean <laughs> spiced pet innards daily. <laughs> the, the intro, a bit of the the recommendations. We'll go into a bit on Parks and Rec and Parks will be the wallflower. And then we're out there, it'll be 20 minutes. Maybe I'll kick the door in, is that him? Nope. Oh, I've, I've, I, you know, I, I think. Why know. have I got the hardest episode? <laughs> you don't. In the last you don't. Fucking year. You don't. You don't. We just don't want about it. <laughs> we never like this ever happened. We were around the mine. Nobody kicked anything. See you later. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Welcome back to Tuna Boot, the boot that you have tuned. Tuna Boot. Hey. We love you so much and thank you for listening to us tonight. And remember, thankfully, that we are all a breath away from death. So there you go. Another episode of Tuna Boot has come to pass. Uh, we were tuning out of Tuna Skish, 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 motherfuckers. Egregiously sorry. Uh, and I'm not going to listen to these again. This has been the hardest two episodes to edit because th- most of them haven't been funny. The bits that I've left in is the best of it, believe it or not, listeners. Tune in next week when we talk about something, maybe. Have a good one. Um, Yeah, thanks. I'm fucking knackered after that. I'm not going to lie. Right, bye.